welcome to Locksmith Talk with Aloha. I'm your podcast host, William Link. Today's podcast is entitled Automotive Roundtable. This episode, we have some of the heavy hitters of the auto lock and tool manufacturers with us to discuss a bit about their role in the world of auto locksmithing and their thoughts on the new IAAL division. Our guests today are Jeff Baker, Stratech, Tony Presidio, Advanced Diagnostics, and Elton Tolino, Dormacaba. Let's start out with our guest bios so you get an idea a little bit about them. Jeff Baker has been with Stratech Security Corporation for over 24 years. He has worked in various roles with Stratech, including quality engineering, customer service management, and most recently as national distributor sales manager for the locksmith market. He is based out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, headquarters and the manufacturing facility. Jeff, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well, Bill. Thanks for having me. Excellent. We also have Tony Presidio with Advanced Diagnostics. He has over 20 years of industry experience involving positions within distribution and manufacturing. As an instructor, Tony's been conducting product educational presentations for over 14 years. He's done so by utilizing his industry experience and his strength in product knowledge to deliver a thorough and relevant educational presentation to new and existing end users. And how are you today, Mr. Tony? Doing great. Thanks, Bill. Excellent. And finally, we have Elton Tolino with Dormacabo. He has been in the industry since 1999 and started his career with Clark Security Products in West Sacramento, California. He has held different positions and finished as national sales manager company-wide. His everyday role was to service, direct, and educate the proper equipment to invest into the right channel of opportunities for the locksmith and inside automotive experts. After 15 years of serving the locksmith community in the California area, Elton started a new avenue of career with HATA Incorporated, where he held many positions, including business development manager, national sales manager, and key programming specialist trainer, and regional sales manager. He spent from 2014 to 2021 in the field, programming keys from multiple dealerships, auto actions, consumer and retail channels, and car rentals. Elton started a new career with Kaba Ilko AD in March of 2021 as the East Coast Regional Product Specialist. And how are you today, Elton? I am doing fantastic. Thank you for having me here. It's been a privilege. This is great. Well, let's get started with our automotive luminaries. As you guys know, there are over 250 new updated vehicle models marketed and sold in North America alone every year. Most of these have more than one variation in terms of keys and programming. So what is the best way for a locksmith to learn which keys, remotes, and or proximities are used and how to program them? And also, will you as manufacturers work closely with IAAL on training? And by the way, that stands for International Association of Automotive Locksmiths, a division of ALOA. Let's start with Jeff. Well, thank you, Bill. Just to address the, the first part of that question, 
what is the best way for a locksmith to learn which keys, remotes, and proximities are used and how to program them? That is a, a broad question. The, the participants in this uh, podcast have various resources available for um, locksmiths out there. When I say resources, we as, as manufacturers have in-print guides, and then we also have our um, own set of web-based and internet-based systems for uh, allowing locksmiths to see what they can use in terms of keys and, and programming. From a Stratex standpoint, we uh, started off in, in the arena of programmers years ago and decided to put more of a focus on our consumables, that being our keys. And, and of course, keys aren't the only thing we do. We also do lock sets and, and mechanicals. But from a key standpoint, our, our biggest resource that we uh, promote to locksmiths is, is on our website, which is part of that is our product finder. And I, I think that uh, Ilco and Dharmakaba would have similar and advanced diagnostics, have similar resources out there. Um, but we're, we as a company have put a lot of resources into designing a new website in the last few years. You know, part of that is bringing that website and promoting it and bringing that to the, the locksmiths and educating them on, you know, what we have available. And so, you know, when you talk about the second part of that question and in terms of um, starting the IAAL and getting that launched is, you know, part of that is um, education um, for the locksmiths and, and just knowing and putting out to what we have and making it available um, to those IAAL members. And, and that is, you know, where we're at. So, I mean, we're fully on board with, you know, IAAL and, and getting that moving and looking forward to more members coming on um, soon. Great. Thank you, Tony. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Bill. It's, it's a great question. It, it, it is a kind of a broad uh, brush, but um, I quickly think of, you know, the locksmiths themselves. And we talk about this in, in our trainings and presentation sessions is that it's, it's imperative for locksmiths to be very familiar with their geographical territory uh, that they're servicing um, when it comes to vehicles and doing automotive work starts there. Uh, and then to tie those resources in, there's, there's in this day and age right now with, you know, our YouTube channel. I know Elton will probably go into Mikey's Pro application. So I don't want to steal his thunder, mm -hmm. but the YouTube channel, uh, industry books that have been authored uh, by a few that we kind of consider gurus in the industry have been very helpful. Our key directory in the making for or remaking for since about 12 years now, 10, 12 years, mm -hmm. Ilko um, got away from that. And then a number of things obviously uh, got in the way COVID. <laughs> and sure. so, but we're happy to announce, we announced it at the Aloha show this year and it's on PDF form right now. Uh, we're, hoping to get it in print soon is our key directory, which has been long a staple for many, many years uh, for uh, resource and customers to end users to uh, rely on. So I think of those areas, but I, I go back to the, a little bit, I approach this a little bit different with the locksmith understanding, you know, their territory, the vehicles that they service compare, you know, when you take a customer that's in the Midwest, 
to a customer that's in San Diego, to somebody that's in upper state New York. The vehicles do change in some cases, the fluctuation, the uh, the variety or the the constant. What do they see a lot of? We call it the big six or, you know, pay attention to the big six, Ford, GM, Chrysler, Toyota, Nissan, Honda. Most of the time, if you were to, we even draw a target on the board when we have one and we say that's that's the bullseye. So pay attention there and be able to have the resources, whether it is an application, whether it's YouTube channel, whether it's industry books to be able to, um, to meet your demand. Very good. Thank you. Elton. Thank you, Bill. It's, 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 it's a fantastic uh, question. Um, well, I'm very excited to, uh, to tell you that we have developed a, uh, uh, a platform which is called My Keys Pro. And I know every vehicle has different protocols to be able to program a specific type of keys. And with My Keys Pro platform, you can find a lot of good information there as far as videos, as far as what type of cable you would need, what type of software, whether it's going to take some special equipment, accessories to be able to finalize the key programming. So we're trying to make it a lot of uh, attainable and easy for the customer to be able to find everything in one platform as well. And as Tony was mentioning too, the YouTube channel, it's a great access and a great uh, uh, tool as well. So with my keys pro, we're trying to incorporate pretty much everything in one platform for the future um, so that any new vehicle that is coming out, they'll know what they would need. Good. And I assume you'll be working with IAAL on training as well? Yes, that is correct, Bill. Yes, sir. Great. Excellent. Well, guys, the truth be told, automotive locksmith tech support is not as readily available as it is for other subsets of the industry. Is there a plan for you to work with the IAAL to help develop a more interactive form of support, especially for those that get called after hours and have almost no support available? Tony, what do you think about that? It's another great question and one that we all want to make sure that we are providing support for our product. And it's it's a challenging one, especially in this time, day and age right now with uh, staff shortage, a number of challenges that some we can control, some we can't. Mm-hmm. And so in saying that, what we look at is we've spread out ourselves, we spread our um, tech support division out to where it covers the time zones. We currently have tech support personnel across the country from North Carolina to Monterey, California, and in between. So we we try to cover the majority of the service hours that we feel are being done on a day-in and day-out basis. We do not have Sunday service. We do take that day off, Mm -hmm. uh, but we do have after-hour service. And um, it's a growing, uh, it's a constant grind for us to grow it in a direction that meets the customer's demand. And it kind of ties back into your last question is having enough resources. And we think that with the proper resources, with the ones that are out there today, YouTube, Mikey's Pro, it does, we try to empower the customer to basically figure it out for the most part. Mm -hmm. 
the 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 extreme challenges of the vehicles and their initial uh, ECU or the emission uh, the um, ignition system is a challenge and the changes that are made uh, with vehicle lines. Mr. Baker knows this very well from his standpoint. And so we're in constant influx in, in movement uh, from our development that spills over to tech support. So I, I, it's a great question. Uh, we feel that we're at this point, we're fortified fairly well, but it's always an area that we look to improve upon. Sure, sure, good. Elton, uh, tell us about tech support. Thank you, Bill. This is a fantastic question because tech support is a very, very important part of a, uh, a company, especially when they have an ongoing tool or a key programmer. So we have invested a lot of uh, not only money, but also time in training our tech support uh, agents so that they can be available for our customers right there when they need the support. So, um, and one of the one of the uh, um, statements that I like to make is that when you are buying an, an, an expensive equipment and, and you are investing in a programmer, it's good to have the tech support backup also. So the tech support, it's, it's, it's not outside of the United States, it's in the United States. So to me, that means a lot. That means a lot because I can talk to somebody, I can call somebody, and I know I'm going to get the tech support need, help that I needed for that particular vehicle. So we are investing a lot of time, and, and, and I can tell you, and I can, I, can, I can tell you right now that we are working hard and hard to make it better and better for every Absolutely. vehicle out there. Great. Let's go back to Jeff from uh, Stratech. Jeff? This, this question, for, for at least from a Stratech standpoint, becomes a little bit more complicated. Um, years ago, when we had our code seeker tool, our programming tool, we provided 24-hour tech support and um, very difficult to maintain that tech support. However, we did, and, and now we're not really in the programming business anymore, but we're in the consumables, as I said, at the top of this podcast. But what we have is a very large depth of mechanical product that I guess would lend itself to some better tech support. And so what we've started to do with our mechanical side is on our website, we've employed the use of videos and, and short videos on um, mechanical assembly of locks and that. And we, there's still a lot of that that goes on and, and we get a lot of phone calls Unfortunately, from even from the consumer side of things, um, when they get a hold of locks and whether it be a Ford or an old GM or something, and they're looking for help on disassembling this ignition or that door lock. And what we try and do to alleviate some of those issues is we redirect through our customer service department, and especially with our consumer, we don't redirect. We re redirect to locksmiths because we're not going to be able to walk somebody through that on the phone. So. Mm -hmm. Our hope is with this IAAL, we strengthen some of the relationship that we have with Aloha and we utilize their locksmith locator from the Aloha site. And what I think we need to do in general to, to strengthen that more is to get some of these IAAL members on that website prevalent as, as experts in automotive and be able to you know, put some of the um, some of the consumer side 
directly to those locksmiths that can help them. And we've been doing that for years, but I think we have an opportunity to strengthen that even more, even with the, you know, and I don't think the ILCO advanced diagnostic side necessarily gets consumer calls, but there is that occasion to help redirect for, for those resources and, and use those resources. So it's a little bit more complicated from our side that way, but I do envision um, some help and some, you know, from us uh, with the IAL and, and promoting the locksmiths from the consumer side, hopefully more uh, from a Stratex side. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, like I said, there's a, a bit more to, you know, besides the programming aspect of keys and tech support. So. Good. And that sounds good, Jeff. Thank you. My next question, I'm going to field it first to Elton uh, with Dormacaba. Some car manufacturers, newer immobilizer technologies have become more difficult for aftermarket programmer engineers to decipher. How vital is it for locksmiths to invest in equipment that utilizes these car manufacturers processes such as pass-through devices? Elton? Thank you for the question, Bill. It's, it's, it's a great question. I really appreciate that. Um, it's, 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 this question can be uh, a very uh, extensive, you know, when it comes down to the different tools and availability that is out there. But let's say, uh, in, in my view, you know, it kind of depends on the job demand, right? For example, you know, if, if, if you have an end user involved in a, a car rental fleet, then you may need access to, to use an OEM type of equipment. As for the others working on the streets, you know, or any other type of channels, uh, most vehicles have been covered by aftermarket equipment. So with that being said, Advanced Diagnostics currently offers 75 different programming softwares with a, with a, uh, a coverage ranging nearly 500 vehicles models for the U.S. and wow. Canadian market. So that's huge. To me, that's great right there because mm-hmm. it's a big number. It's not, it's not a small number, um, but it all depends. It all depends on the, on, on the demand that the consumer or the locks may have as well. Thank you. Very good. Jeff? Well, I mean, it, it, it is vital. There is, speaking from a neutral standpoint on this, um, I know a lot of locksmiths have a wide range of programming equipment in their arsenal, and I think it's important that they do. Unfortunately, they can't rely on one piece of equipment to cover all their vehicle needs if they're really deep into a lot of automotive programming. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the question kind of begs, I mean, the, the pass-through J2534 device or whatever, it, it, the fact is not every, there's not one piece of equipment that's going to be able to do everything. Sure. And, and I know that there's a lot of changes. I mean, Stratech from a, we're, we're an OE supplier to Ford, GM, Stellantis, and even many other, um, you know, Hyundai, Kia, BMW, we, we supply a lot of different components, some of them keys, some of them latching systems. But the point I'm making there is I also know there's a lot of technologies out there that are changing. So I know that tool manufacturers, and I'll, I'll let you know AD or Tony speak on this, is there's always a chasing of changing technologies out there. So that's not going to change. So Again, I think it behooves the, the end user to, to utilize multiple pieces of equipment so they are flexible and, and able to cover all the vehicles they run into. Great. Tony, your thoughts? 
Yeah, again, another great question and one that just for advanced diagnostic, part of the Kabeilko uh, group, the sun rises and sets on development for us. Okay. I mean, it's been our livelihood from day one. We've been in this business for quite some time now, and we plan to stay and 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 remain the leader. We've had, you know, that field has been crowded as of late uh, in the many devices and options out there, but we invest heavily in providing solutions for the latest um, changes and mobilizer technology. That development can take longer in some cases than others. I think back to, Jeff can remember this, Alton, I'm sure you can even remember it from the distributor days, is GM Can, when it first uh, made its presence in the market, that, that wasn't an easy, I believe it took uh, over a year's worth of time, maybe 18 months or more. And that's in that core six, you know, right now with Ford and the changes that they're making. Uh, we had a recent breakthrough with Nissan, actually showed that to a group uh, here in Sacramento last night. And so not only does software need to be developed, but also hardware uh, in, you know, bypass type cables. So the security systems are more complex. Connection points are more complex, especially with this Nissan. We find ourselves uh, daily. I mean, it's a grind for us. That's why we've always said that what's made us a leader in the years has been, you know, a second to none uh, engineering group. And uh, we, we hope to expand upon that. Uh, more activity on U.S. soil and just a number of things that we're doing internally and very exciting time for us, actually, and what's working in the background without spilling the beans. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. Now, properly diagnosing electronic or computer module, module failures on automobiles can be difficult and cumbersome. Are there programmer manufacturers meeting this demand? And does your company plan on providing training on these topics through IAAL as well as your own trainers? Uh, Jeff, what do you think? And as I said, kind of at the top of this, we're really not in the programming business any longer. Okay. So, you know, I'm going to defer to the advanced diagnostics and Tony and Elton and for some of those answers. You know, I, I see them out there you know, training frequently, hands-on, just like we hands-on train on our new uh, mechanical locks. They, um, the training that I think needs to happen, which I think they're doing a good job on, is that hands-on training. And IAAL will hopefully enhance that and make more opportunities. But I don't have a lot of skin in the game here. I mean, we're not, we're not, in the programming business. We're in the, the consumables, the keys, the, the OE keys. So I have a rather short answer to that. That's okay. Elton, what do you think? Fantastic. Thanks for asking. Great question. Well, to a certain extent, yes. Our programming tool, the SmartPro, uh, it would identify some fault codes. There are some cases where you're trying to program a key to in a specific vehicle. reason is not enable you to add a key or originate a new key because there is something wrong with the mechanic mechanically there is something there is something in and there is a fault code that is preventing you for adding that key our smart pro will, will identify some of those codes and at some point you might be able to clear them but the smart pro it's not really a diagnostic tool it's mostly a programmer tool so it will do the basic clear of that code but it will not go too much deeper into it so and 
one of the things that I do like about the Smart Pro also and the way we, we do things, it's that we wanted to stay away from removing modules and computers off the cars just because, you know, that can be a lot more into it, more technically. You got to know what you're doing. Sure. So we're trying to make it a little bit more attainable and easy for the locksmiths to be able to program a key in and out, just easy as that. So I would like to uh, leave some some of the other stuff to Tony too as well, but thank you for the question. Sure. Tony, your thoughts? Yeah, great. And I just uh, add on to what Elton was saying there because I think he hit, hit it spot on for the most part. We, we are a programming tool, not a diagnostic or full-blown diagnostic tool. That may change over time. We'll see how well our development does and direction we go. But the, since I've been with AD, which has been for quite a while now, um, it has been our theme to, you know, plug and play and not get deep into um, guys spinning off and doing EPROM where you're soldering, desoldering, you're removing parts from the vehicle. And usually these in, entail vehicles of high-end brand lines that can be very expensive if something goes wrong. So we try to do most of our uh, work through the OBD port. Uh, now we're obviously into the BCM module and star module in certain lines. And uh, I don't see that. I see that growing to a certain extent. I do. Jeff probably could give a little more insight on where the key keys are going today faster than we can, but they're, they're going to get there. It's, it's the, I think it's the, uh, I think it's the uh, just the attitude of the uh, auto industry to um, separate themselves from any outside sources and uh, control that as much as possible. So again, in this kind of sense that we're going to do our best. I think we've proven that here recently, very recently with our first to come to, to market in Nissan. And that spills over to a little bit of Mitsubishi on the Outlander. Uh, so what you're seeing there is definitely what we're keeping end users in the game. Good. Uh, Tony says, I've got you here. With all the keyless entry systems and providers like OnStar, do you anticipate in your lifetime the automotive locksmith becoming obsolete as there will be no mechanical locks or serviceable locks on the auto of the future? Tony? <laughs> that, that, that puts people on the spot. But, you know, I've heard that a lot of, for many, many years now is, you know, the bladed keys going away, the bladed keys going away. And it just hasn't. I don't think it's actually going to happen in my lifetime, but I'm, you know, I'm getting, I'm up there in age a little bit now. And even though I don't have an expiration date on myself, but my first question or answer to that would be no, I don't see that at least in my lifetime, or at least in the next few de decades. I think just like uh, locksmithing, where in a public building, you have to have manual egress. In this case, it's reversed, where you have to have manual entry for the vehicle. So I do think uh, key blades and cutting key blades and servicing blades will be around for, for some time. I, I just don't see that. I, I think technology will move forward in certain cases, but it, it'll take a long time. I think the automobile industry really, for the most part, and maybe Jeff will elaborate on this uh, some, but I think they have bigger fish to fry, so to speak, in the sense that they're, you know, they're trying to redesign other parts of the vehicle that become a priority. 
security is one of those. But I think a lot of times that you'll see uh, systems overlap for years, at least my, in my experience on that. And so change is inevitable, but I don't think you'll see it at a, at a pace or a, or a uh, variance that where you'll just see things, key blades just disappear. Right. Yes, exactly. And I'm going to go to Jeff in a second, but it sort of brings to mind, Tony, we kind of laughed at the beginning of that question. The same thing occurs with electronic access. There are those that profess keys and mechanical locks are going away because of it. And the answer really is no, they're not. Uh, people are going to need some sort of mechanical access as a bypass. They're going to be there. And they're many buildings that are not going to be needing electronic access. So mechanical keys and the locks that go with them are not going away. It's just going to change slightly in how they might be used in different situations. So, you know, it kind of uh, is related in that same way. Now, Jeff, what do you think about that question? Well, I mean, we're Stratech is deep in the minutia of that. I mean, <laughs> certainly, you know, I'll use the word decontenting of, of vehicle and mechanical locks. There has been, you know, a trend in that to going to more of a proximity or push button start. Mm -hmm. But that being said, there is to a degree some pushback from the consumer on not necessarily liking a full electronic or a full passive type vehicle. And I mean, I'll cite an example of a 2023 F-Series that we would supply locks to um, for Ford Motor Company. I mean, there are still on a truck, I believe seven mechanical locks that are on at least 50% of the F-Series being produced. So, you know, while some are going away, some are more, you know, the higher trim levels, there's proximity and there's less locks. There still are compartment locks and door locks and mechanical ignitions out there in some current model year vehicles. So I think some of it stems from wanting to lock and be able to lock and unlock something still mechanically, or it's a spare tire accessory, or it's a interior box or an under seat compartment, you know, so we still see it. I, I don't see it coming to a close very quickly. The other thing that kind of changes the landscape of this a little bit is the fact, and people have heard, you know, we're, we're hanging on to our vehicles longer. Um, I, I think the average is up to 12 years old. Well, some of those vehicles still require a repaired door locker and ignition. And, you know, you can talk to any locksmith out there that does automotive. In the classes I've taught in the last couple of years, they're still very much uh, employable as even working on mechanical locks, not just programming keys using a, you know, a programming tool, but, you know, out there mechanically working on an ignition, uh, you know, for some vehicle. I just have a quick antidote about okay. one of the things that Ford did recently, if everybody's familiar with the Ford um, Mustang Mach-E, the electric vehicle. When Ford introduced that, they were putting one proximity key with that vehicle in the initial sale. And then the other key would be the use of your phone. And that's the way they were selling it when they first introduced that Mach-E. Well, obviously a consumer, many of the consumers didn't like that. They wanted to have at least two mechanical proximity keys. 
that were in their possession and they they ended up having to revise that program because they wanted two keys they didn't want just the phone and one key so you know there is a level of pushback even on a proximity vehicle that they still want a couple of keys in their their hand or in their pocket so i think that there's still a lot of years left in in mechanical and mechanical repair and that's where we I mean, I'm still doing our, our education centered around hands-on pinning of locks. Two, two brand new Ford keyways introduced in the last couple of years that were high security is what I'm doing my education on. It's still out there, still prevalent, Bill. Right, right, right. You know, I find it interesting that uh, my understanding is that Ilco is the largest key blank manufacturer in the world uh, with something like a half a million key blanks being manufactured each day. So let, let's take this over to Elton. What do you think about uh, this whole idea that it's all going to be obsolete? Another great question, Bill. Um, you know, it amazes me when I used to do key programming, right? And um, I used to program keys for the customer. Like I was adding a second key and they were not aware that there was a mechanical key inside the prox. You know, okay. Talking about the prox, you know, I would pull out the uh, the key and they were like, their eyes were like, oh my God, are you serious? I got a key in there. Yeah. You know, and, and they were also not aware that there is a door lock in the actual vehicle. You know, mm-hmm. of course, some vehicles, some manufacturers now they do they do went away with having two door locks a lot, you know, and a lot of new models. I mean, they only have one, but it's covered. So it's hard to see it, you know, right. <laughs> especially the Chevy, uh, the Chevy uh, products. So um, to answer that question, no, I do not believe that uh, it's going away anyway, shape or form. Even though I heard like uh, Jeff was mentioning about the Mac E, uh, a locksmith mentioned to me at one time that he purchased one and there was no door lock in, in the vehicle body at all. And, and, and we were thinking, are we going away with that or what's the uh-huh. deal? So, but it's, it's, yeah, I, I just don't see it that we're definitely going away with that. No, not at least not yet. Not yet. Okay. Very good. Or never. Or never. <laughs> right. Okay. Now, without giving away any company secrets, can you guys share any information with those listening regarding new innovations in tools or programmers that we should be watching for? We'll start with Jeff, then Elton, then Tony. Go ahead, Jeff. Well, I mean, you know, that's, that is a, a question that for us um, and, and the word innovation, what we're trying to do with the aftermarket from a Stratex standpoint is be able to provide the end user, the consumer, the locksmith, for us in this case, the availability is as much OE product as we can get. So one of the things we pride ourselves on, there's no secret, is that we exercise what we can with our OE partners, such as Ford and and GM on the aftermarket side, to be able to provide as many up-to-date releases as we can. So I'm happy to share we're going to be you know, this fall adding probably about 22 more keys, proximity keys for General Motors. Um, So we're taking to the next level, these proximity keys that are all GM licensed. So whether it be a Cadillac or a a Buick or GMC or Chevy Bowtie logo, we're adding some very good coverage coming this fall. And again, it's going to be an OE original equipment product. So 
we pride ourselves on that. And again, you know, not necessarily calling it innovation, but just being able to provide that to um, our locksmith base is very important to us. You know, wherever we can get those license agreements with the OEs is very important. So not really innovation, but I think it's very important for the users out there that want an option to be able to have that OE equipment on their vehicle without having to go get a refurbished, you know, key or proximity key from someone. Sure. We can provide a brand new key that's, you know, OE. So, you know, we're, we're working at that heavily and then just, you know, keeping those relationships going. Very good. Elton. Thank you, Bill. I'm very, very excited about this question. Um, we do have an RW5 cloning device that we are getting ready to release. Um, we launched it at Aloha and it was well taken by a lot of customers. Very, very compact, very easy to use. It will be released uh, under a new GTI Pro transponder chip that will be re- uh, placed of six existing cloning transponders. So it will make it a lot more compact as well, not only from the, uh, the uh, tool prospect of view, but also from the transponder keys that you have to keep in stock nowadays. So we're trying to make it a lot more attainable for the customer. And also, I'm very excited to, to let you know that we do have a new second generation, a smart aerial pre-coding tool to be able to pre-code some of the uh, proximity keys for the um, like the Dodge Promasters, BMW, Audis, uh, Volkswagens. So this tool, now will, you will be able to clone a key right from your Smart Pro in the field, and you're going to be able to pre-code a key as well. So I'm very, very excited about that because I really think that we, what we're doing right now, it's we're giving the customer some options to say, if you, want to, if you want to clone keys, which is still a good part of the business, mm-hmm. you, can, you can clone keys and you can also clone keys out in the field nowadays also. So I'm very excited about that. And I'm, I'm, I, I can't wait <laughs> to have the product in my hand so I can start training and promoting it. Yeah. Thank you, Bill. Oh, Elton, I'm excited that you're excited. So, Tony, <laughs> I want you to be excited, too. Tell me something exciting. Oh, man. Well, Elton stole the thunder on that. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I'm glad that he brought that up because, yes, we are very excited about where we're going with the next generation of cloning. So thanks, Elton, for uh, getting that out there on that. So where I would go would be just like what we did last night in front of about 25 end users was um, the programming side with the vehicle, the new, we, we demonstrated a, a 2022 Nissan Rogue proximity and the approach that you have to take with the vehicle to connect which with a special cable that we have designed or developed and, and uh, brought to market. And we continue to do that. We have a number of uh, Major lines are the core six uh, within that we are feverishly working on now and bringing that to market. So as I said prior, and as Elton really emphasizes, the excitement internally and soon to be externally is is definitely there. I think the next six months is going to be uh, very, very interesting and exciting for for the uh, advanced diagnostic Kabiolko product line and uh, how how we bring it to market. Wow, this has been great information. What I'd like to do in closing is just ask each of you very quickly 
something that you might not have told us about your company that you think should be said? Something about Stratech, Advanced Diagnostics, and Dormacaba. Anything you'd like to say that we've left out or you think the listeners should know? Jeff? Well, certainly. I mean, you know, Stratech is, is known. Some people might still know us as Briggs and Stratton, mm-hmm. um, but we, we got started in the early 1900s. And what we made way before uh, lawnmower engines in the early 1900s, we made automotive ignitions for various manufacturers. Way back in the early 1900s, there were lots of automotive manufacturers. Mm-hmm. But that's where, you know, Stratech, essentially Briggs and Stratton back then got their start. And again, we've, we've certainly morphed out of that. We're an independently traded company, you know, in terms of being on the NASDAQ and we've grown and, and expanded our product line over the years. So we're, we're strong over a hundred year old company that makes a quality product. And, and our, we hang our hat on the fact that we have great OE relationships all over the world and manufacture all over the world. So we put out a quality product and when we put something in a bag or a box, um, the locksmiths know us, they rely on what we ship them as working every time and, and minimal returns. So we, we, we definitely pride ourselves in our, our quality and longevity in the automotive manufacturing market. We're Excellent. still one of the largest automotive manufacturers for lock and key in the world. So. Perfect. Perfect, Jeff. You know, it's kind of interesting because as I listen, it just made me think about things that have changed over the years, as you have said. And I live in Metro Detroit. And so we still refer to the big three. We were talking about the big six. Things have changed over the years now. And uh, you have to change in order to stay current. And uh, so, Tony, uh, tell us something about advanced diagnostics that you'd like to say. Yeah. uh, And I just want to emphasize what you just said there, Bill, was change. For, for our line, for this sector of business and automotive key programming, change is inevitable. Uh, and we tell people, and at least I tell people in my presentation, that if you don't like change, then this is probably not something that you want to pick up and start doing on that. Because, again, change is inevitable. And, and we, we continue to develop, uh, as I said, uh, the, the existence of advanced diagnostic and the sun that rises and sets on development is where we're at. And sure. our goal is uh, as uh, developing, our mission statement is to develop industry-leading products and services that enhance the customer's uh, end user's capability, which in turn ha- enhances their profitability. So we have a just, I came up with a little saying is, if you're not using 80 products today and services, uh, you should be by tomorrow. Very good. Very good. And last but not least, Mr. Elton, tell us about uh, something you'd like to say about Dormacaba. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. Well, um, from the Dormacaba uh, perspective of you, we are adapting to a new culture. And it's it, it excites me to know that we have a great team backing us up as far as from management all the way up to, uh, you know, warehouse workers that um, are striving each and every day to do better, to get the orders out, to get everything in, in place. I mean, we are investing in new systems and, and you know, it's, it's, it's great to know that it's great to work for a 
company that you know that it's not going it's not going away. It, it, instead, you know they're investing. We're investing in in in, in new uh, employees systems. So to me, that goes along the way. So thank you. Well, you're very welcome. This was a fantastic podcast. A lot of extremely valuable information. And I want to thank all of our listeners and our guests for listening to Locksmith Talk with Aloha. As your podcast host, I'm William Link. Until next time, stay well.